as a taxpayer, I feel the need to be outraged at this. Oh, <laughs> what? Hey, <laughs> you're Wait, welcome, I'm buddy. To charge your car? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, Terry. Welcome to the RC Roundtable podcast, where we discuss the latest RC hobby news, events, model reviews, and a whole lot more. Hello, hello, my friends, and welcome to the RC Roundtable. Joining me, Fitzwalker, is Lee Ray. Lee Ray. Not LeRay. LeRa? <laughs> Lee Ray. LaGrange? As my coach used to call me, Lee Ray Ray. <laughs> How about just Ray Ray? Or Ray Ray. You can call me Lee, you can call me Ray. I've actually had people call me Ray. Ray Lee is very popular. I kid you not. Really? I go to doctor offices all the time and, you know, they ask you to put your last name first, first name second, but they'll call me Mr. Lee all the time. And I digress. Huh. Hello, guys. I'm Lee Ray. Welcome to the RC Roundtable podcast. With me and Fitz is our buddy, Terry. Well, I'm I got to ask Fitz. It sounded like you were starting with. Uh, an impression that you bailed out on very quickly. <laughs> I agree. Yes, and then we just leave it at that. Okay. <laughs> you know, you know. If you don't, you don't. All right. Hi, everybody. I'm Terry. Howdy. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Greetings, everybody. Welcome to the RC Roundtable. And today we got a fun-filled episode full of stuff and things. <laughs> yeah, because like Fitz has kept it completely a mystery to us. We've been talking for a while, and he still won't tell us what he's going to talk about. You make it sound like it's a big deal. It's just some random stuff. <laughs> I got I got a quarter. <laughs> Do you even have an inner circle? Do you have people that you trust these secrets to? Who, me? Yeah. Yeah, you. Uh, you at least have an imaginary friend that you tell yeah. all your little... Okay. Yeah, myself. Yeah. Man, <laughs> you start to sound like my wife. Because we don't get to hear before anybody else. I thought maybe we had a little special bond there, but apparently not. Apparently not, yep. Oh, you know. (laughs) You know what? This is a great segue for me because I was about to say, you know, as as crazy as we're sounding right now, this is actually what I wanted to bring to you guys' attention that you have no idea. But Uh it's really good news. So I'm going to start by saying thank you to everybody who has gotten through the first two minutes of our intro. (laughs) Because it's been rough. But thank you guys because we have had the best last three episodes ever in our history. <sighs> they like us. They really wait, like wait, us. Wait, hold on, hold on. I, you got to qualify that. I am. I'm going to tell you. <laughs> yeah, we went from one person to two listeners. No, we. 50% increase. We usually no, 100%. get around three to 4,000 downloads mm. of each podcast. We hit 6,000 the last three. <gasps> really? Yeah. No. Congratulations, okay. guys. It's not really good until you hit 9,000. That's the secret number. That's our goal. 9,000. Nine there's no bots downloading this stuff. Well, yeah. Okay, you know what? I'm going to take the bots. Let's <laughs> 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 just take it. But uh, again, for those of you who are who are new to listening, too, because uh, obviously we've gained some new followers, and thank you guys. Wow. But uh, it means a lot to us because, what, six years ago this month or next month? Because we started in May. Wow. Yeah, you're you the know only what? one keeping track of that. But. Yeah. I think maybe Elon Musk must have bought iTunes and Podbean. Oh. <laughs> Thanks, Elon. <laughs> he had a coupon. You buy Twitter and get Podbean for free. Yeah, that's why all our subscribers jumped up. 
I just, I, you know, what started out to just be fun for us. And, you know, again, we always talk about the, the origin story of Fitz and I driving in the car and just came up with it and called Terry. And Terry was like, okay. <laughs> we got nicked by a radioactive RC airplane. <laughs> and we, we just love doing it. And, guys, we do it for fun because we don't have a Patreon. We don't have a sponsor. We do this all out of our own pocket. And, and it's a lot of fun because we've – and you know what? I know Terry's going to talk about it shortly, but we've met some interesting people along the way. Oh, yeah. And uh, it's taken us to, you know, our dream jobs, right? I mean, I'm, I'm now working for the AMA, and I mm. probably wouldn't have gotten there unless people had heard us talking here. So – you know, it's just good stuff. So again, thank you everybody for listening to our show, and and hopefully, like, what was Terry shooting for? If it's nine thousand, that's me. Nine thousand. Nine thousand. All right, that's, that's a, our goal. That, that's a Dragon Ball reference for, oh. for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, but but Lee's absolutely right. It's really been a fascinating ride. We had an anniversary show. What uh, I guess was last year already. Yeah, we're up to another. Wow. Yeah, uh, I didn't realize it that far long ago. And um, one of the things in the anniversary show is when I had a chance to go look through our previous guests, and I was just surprised at how many people we had contacted and, and been on our show. And it's only improved from there. And, and like you said, Lee, it's just amazing. When we started this, we just it was just us three yahoos deciding to talk at each other. And if anybody else was along for the ride, that was even better. And it has grown, and we have gotten to meet so many interesting and unique people. And it's been just a great being part of the hobby, being recognized where we go, people being actually happy to get stickers from us when we give them to them, like this, actually listeners, and opportunities we've had to meet people in the industry, regular hobbyists, uh, minor celebrities in the RC world, uh, all kinds of stuff. And it's just all been great because of your support. We really, really appreciate it. Yeah, I guess I really should have done a little bit more research before I announced that. I just was happy about the numbers. But, guys, it was May 3rd. When we released our first show, so oh, that's a couple days next week. That's next week. So when this is released, it'll be the week of our sixth year on the sh- uh, doing a podcast. Fantastic. Thanks, guys. I have had a great time doing this. So I wasn't planning to go down that road, but dang it, that's so cool. So you touched on something, and we've always behind the scenes we've kind of talked about a little bit and hemmed and hawed. Show me on the doll where he touched on something. <laughs> All over the place. Um, and Lee, you touched. You mentioned a Patreon. Now, this show we have to pay all our own expenses and everything uh, for server usage and bandwidth and, and travel and that kind of stuff. And security, that we're, security. Yeah, we, yeah, we can't just our, walk out by ourselves. All our stalkers and things. So we're not complaining. By no <laughs> hey. means are we. I'm so sorry. I feel like I have security because everybody goes, hey, look, that's Fitz Walker. I'm standing right next to you. <laughs> they don't so I'm your security. Me. <laughs> Consider me the uh, cannon fodder. That way I divert all the attention so if anybody's going to attack. You know what? It's good stuff. It was. It made me smile when we were at Perry and so many people came up to you. So, Yeah, I was I was honored that people would recognize me and, and uh, I didn't mind it at all, but I uh, was just, just amazed because I'm just this guy that does things and I'm not I'm not any more important than anybody else uh, but I just wanted to pose to you listener out there uh, do you think we should have a Patreon and if we did would you be interested in partaking in it and what kind of things would you expect if we did have one and how much are you going to fork over yes yes as just a hypothetical <laughs> it s- is s- send us a note to uh, contact at rcroundtable.com um, for your thoughts it's just um um, we, we always, we, we don't want to, you know, pressure or seem like we're going commercial, but, you know, just, uh, 
you know, some server money would probably be nice. So, but <laughs> for, for the highest tier Patreon yeah. people, they get a birthday party with Fitz. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you want us to give money, not. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, just curious your thoughts. Yeah, I do like that because, in fact, I uh, had a talk with uh, Kirk about that. He because he Kirk. is a, Kirk Jensen. I'm sorry. I know. No, I just I don't know who was. Was that Terry whispering Kirk? He was no, waiting for that. The, that was me. Uh, Oh, so Kirk Jensen had mentioned to us if we would ever do a Patreon, and he came and said, hey, I follow a couple of people. I'm a Patreon subscriber for them. How come you guys don't do it? And Pierre, you know, Fitz just brought up a good point. We didn't know what we could offer except for, like, behind the scenes or an extra episode. And, you know, we'd love to do something like that. Uh, so I'm, I'm glad you brought it up. Now it's Terry's turn to talk. What do you think about Patreon, Terry? I don't know. I feel like this is the moment when, Bob Dylan was deciding whether or not to plug an electric guitar. Um, you know, once you go there, you don't go back, right? It's a, it's a crossroads. For me, I, I don't know. I'm certainly willing to listen to any input. I don't feel terribly obligated to head towards a Patreon thing, only because I feel like then we have an obligation to provide certain things. And I feel like there's times now where we have a hard enough time just getting together to, to do our normal recording. I don't know. Well, it's... I would not change what we're doing. I guess the Patreon would just be go for anybody who'd be willing to donate. Thank you very much. And if there is something extra that you'd be, you know, willing to do maybe once a month, that that would be fun. I don't know, we'll see. <laughs> Side <laughs> autograph photos. Yeah, I understand Terry's <laughs> concern. And not all Patreons have obligations like that. Some function more of as as a tip jar kind of thing, as well. Yeah, so. could be. So yeah, we can talk about it. Um, and now we'll take requests from the audience. <laughs> So yeah, so so yeah, so, so send us a note. See if if you're more on Terry's side or or, um, or you think it's something we should do or not or whatever. Uh, I just thought I'd poke it out to the audience and you know don't want to dwell on it too much. Just something we've been sort of bouncing around for a while now and thought I'd mention it to our audience to see what they thought. Well, here's maybe an analogy. Often when I'm at work and I'm kind of deciding what I'm going to do for the day and how motivated I am. I often ask myself this question. If I was the boss, would I pay me to be doing what I'm doing right now? And <laughs> Never that, ask that question. <laughs> right. So that typically guides me on a, a pretty consistent course. <laughs> uh, so here I ask myself, would I pay for the gibberish I'm spewing out of my mouth? <laughs> That's You don't have any confidence in yourself, Terry. People love to listen to you talk. In fact, no. I think it's it's you and Fitz they listen to. I think they just have to deal with me. Well, Terry, no, you and I goofy. are just the, we're just the vehicle to get Fitz to say things every now and then. <laughs> we're the catalyst. <laughs> oh yeah, if it was just me, it'd be a really quiet show. Uh, you have your own solo shows on your uh, channel. You're, yeah, see, Terry, don't piss him off. We need him. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> All right. Well, again, I started off with the thank you. It got, kind of got off into left field there. So let's bring it back on the tracks. Guys. All right. So what's up for today? What's the first thing on the menu that I can put some nice, juicy uh, A1 steak sauce on? Well, let's start with the sad news so we can finish off with some good news. How's that? Okay. Well, the sad news is something we posted on our Facebook page, that True Turn, which is here in Texas... True Turn, the company you know and love who makes the most incredible spinners for your awesome aircraft. Aluminum spinners. Yeah, and they're in multicolor too. Aluminium. But so sad. They have announced that they are suspending manufacturing in the consumer model hobbies as of April 2022. That's 
this week, guys. Oh, oh really? So like three days left. Yeah. So oh, man. now immediately. And gosh, you know, it just it was a surprise. And it's not, you certainly want to see more, you know, openings. And gosh, that kind of brings back a little side note here. We haven't heard from SIG Manufacturing in a while. We reached out to them last year to see if they'd want to be on the show, but I have not seen any posts from them. So I'm oh, yeah. hoping they're doing okay. But this is kind of that, that you know, it's, we're dealing with COVID still and, and shipping and the war. So I'm sure there are other factors, but losing two turn is going to be tough because there are a lot of Warbird guys that use their spinners. And oh, yeah. I'm kind of glad I already had my spinners for the yellow aircraft. It came well, with my plane. They're not going out of business. They they're just, are. Well, no, they're no. just deciding not to do RC stuff because yeah. they have okay, so much that's, other work. That's out of business for me. <laughs> they're, <laughs> well, they're, they're going out of my business, so that's enough. Because I mean, no, if they were making pianos, it would still make no difference to me. I, I'm losing my spinners. Well, right. But it's an important distinction to make. It's not like we yeah, let them down and the hobby's tomato, changing. Tomato. And the, not, well, not really. This is just... Uh, factor of the business world it's much more lucrative to be doing the other stuff they're doing and so it doesn't make business sense to if dubro stopped making consumer model hobby parts and stuck with fishing gear would you still feel the same because that would really hurt <laughs> um if that was what was keeping the lights on then yeah i, I could i could understand that it would hurt i agree Ooh. but what, what do you want me to say <laughs> i'm just saying i think they're out of business for us so i mean i'm I hope things work out well for them. Yes, so good for them. But losing those spinners, there's not one that just comes to mind that would replace them. I, uh, unless you guys are going to start rolling off names of other vendors, I don't know of any that can compete with true turn spinners and problems. Uh, no, probably not. And I've heard some chatter that you know, that's an opportunity for somebody else to pick that process up and run with it. I don't know. From what I understand, they kind of uh, created a process for making the spinners that was faster and more efficient. If I recall, they do it all in one step. They don't have to do one machining process, then take that chunk out and reposition or use a different machine to finish it. I think they do it all at once. Yeah, <laughs> They take a 10-pound block and then shave it down to like a toothpick. Yep. <laughs> like that, yeah, some sort of spun process. Yeah. yeah. And it's this hits particularly close to home because they're close to home. They're literally yeah, twenty minute drive. Yeah, I've been there a couple times. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, it's been during the um, COVID era, so I haven't gone inside. But I've met them outside oh. several times to pick up parts, and it was real convenient, and they were real nice about it. So, oh, cool. Yeah, I went there a long time ago. Um, obviously, I still lived in Houston at the time, but I was getting some spinners from them for a review, and I'm horrible. I don't remember the owner's name, but he was there at the time. And so he took me on a little tour of their storeroom and of the machining shop and kind of told me the background and all that. And it was really interesting. And I think back then their primary industry outside of RC was oil and gas stuff. I'm not sure if I'm remembering that correctly, but. It would be surprising. They're right there. Yeah. So I, from my understanding, RC stuff, the spinners has never been their primary business. Mm. And it was just, they had all the resources there. So why not? Yeah, I wonder if the owner was an RC person or somebody in the business, in the company uh, was. Yeah, somebody knows that, but I don't remember it. Mm -hmm. So we should we should ask around. Hey, maybe they can be on the show. We can hear mm -hmm. directly from them. So, but do we know if they're having like a blowout or something, or can we go buy some remaining inventory or what's? It says I mean, here that they will continue to offer 
available in inventory until June 30th. So I'm assuming oh, okay. that's going to go straight to the dealers. Hmm, okay. I had to think hard if I need anything. Maybe I can pop over there and grab something. But I've already put in an order for me. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe for a future project. Oh, okay. Well, it's just so... I mean, it's good that they're not going out of business completely, but it is sad that they're it's such kind of a unique business and they're so well-known, even though they're kind of a quiet company in a way, but uh, their stuff is all over the place. Hmm. Yep, I agree. Another U.S. manufacturer yeah. kind of out of touch. Not out of touch is not the right phrase. Out of, out of commission? However you want to phrase it, yeah. in a not horrible way. Okay. <laughs> Well, they're doing it by choice, not by necessity. Let's cross yeah. all our fingers that someone might step up and and fill that hole. Yeah, yeah. Some other bad news. <laughs> interesting choice of words early. So, <laughs> so I had something to add. Hey. So I had something in the same vein. I guess I wanted to mention. Maybe just as good as time as any. Yeah, I, I got some more bad news too. You go next. Okay, this is bad news too. <laughs> okay, so. Anybody new to the show? I've mentioned it before, though, that I'm not a native Texan. I uh, actually was born and grew up in Connecticut. Damn and, Yankee. And yeah, I know, damn Yankee. But I'm more Southern than you are, Terry, so. <laughs> uh, so anyways, uh, primarily I lived in central Connecticut, and I lived in uh, East Hartford, and for the last few years that I was living there, I lived in New Britain. But there was a hobby shop in downtown New Britain that was well-known and been there forever. And I used to go there every time, even when I went up to visit the past few years, um, that was that I'd always stop by. I was friendly with the owner. I shopped there as a kid, bought my first RC boat there. I had to put it on layaway because I didn't have the money for it at the whole time. He said, oh, we can put it on layaway, pay on it a little bit at a time. And the name of this place called Amato's. And there's actually two of them. There's one in New Britain. The other one was, I think, Middletown. I think they were both family-owned. Really, really interesting hobby store because it was uh, had a lot of train stuff, games, plastic models, RC stuff. It was just a real neat, eclectic hobby shop. It was actually quite big. And a few weeks ago, I was talking to an old friend that still lives in Connecticut. And he's also a hobby person. And he goes, Amato's has closed they had some issue or something with the building. I don't know, but they've closed shop and are not reopening anywhere. And that's kind of like true turn. It's really a big hit. You know, it's part of my childhood. I, don't, I won't say dying, but it's it's a, one of those stalwart staples of uh, your life that, you know, you don't really think it's going to go away because it's been no long, around for so long. And I just wanted to for those two people who might know what I'm talking about out there listening, uh, that I just wanted to give a shout out to them and, uh, and remembrance of a really neat place that I really will miss. Hmm. Sorry to hear that, buddy. Yeah. Sorry. Unfortunately, that's been a more common theme in the industry's stores closing than opening. Yeah, just as things are starting to open back up again, and I hear that, and I was like, no. <laughs> One of the places I really look forward to whenever I went up there to visit family and stuff, I always made a point to stop by there. And I usually would pick up something, too. If you thought that was bad news. 
<laughs> just wait. Uh, there's more. Uh, well, I'd like to mention this just because it's been announced by the White House. And you guys should be aware of this because it's probably going to have an effect on us. But uh, this briefing room fact sheet that was released two days ago from the White House is called the Domestic Counter Unmanned Aircraft Systems National Action Plan. And wait, I'll hold just on, read... wait, wait. Uh, say that again. Domestic... <laughs> the Domestic Counter Unmanned Aircraft Systems National Action Plan. It's a the... terrible name of a Avenger is, group. Is that an acronym? <laughs> No, it's. <laughs> I have an acronym for you. <laughs> yeah. Got your acronym right here. Yeah, yeah. So, and I'm surprised they didn't use the word uncrewed instead of unmanned because the FAA's got that going for them. But I digress. Hashtag I digress. So the first paragraph says, over the last decade, unmanned aircraft systems, UAS or drones, and they, by the way, they used drones in quotes, just like I do, <clears throat> have become a regular feature of American life. Should I have some music playing while we're doing this? Um, we use them for recreation, for research, and for commerce. But the proliferation of this new technology has also introduced new risks to public safety, privacy, and homeland security. Dun, malicious dun, dun. Yeah, it gets better. Malicious actors have increasingly used UAS domestically to commit crimes, conduct illegal surveillance, and industrial espionage. And Wait, what? Espionage. It's hey, come, come on, let me finish. Let me finish. Industrial espionage, <laughs> espionage. Excuse me, and thwart law enforcement efforts at the local, state, and federal level. That's the thwart first law enforcement. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you can get through that first paragraph, you know it doesn't get any better, and it doesn't. And it says, by the by, the glory of the Biden administration. That no, I'm just kidding. I, it kind of feels that way. They're releasing the first whole dash of dash government plan whole of government plan to address uas threats in the homeland and it's basically that they are going to make some changes in uas laws to thwart um yeah domestic terrorism by uas and i don't want to read the whole thing let me just say it's it's this kind of statement, though, that's coming from the White House that's going to really, really screw up stuff for us, being that we're still under the schedule of the Reauthorization Act, with FREA supposed to be implemented this September, this year. So we're like, we have to submit FREA. So we don't know if this is going to change that, if it's going to push it back. And because I, I have a feeling in here, I'm going to start you know, uncovering the remote ID because there is something here that I'll try to focus on. Uh, it's basically, number six says, establish a mechanism to coordinate research, development, testing, and evaluation on UAS detection and mitigation technology across the federal government. That's just kind of a red flag. So I will put that link on our Facebook page and we'll also have this link on our podcast when we release it. But I'd like you guys to read that and then send your feedback comments to us. Contact at rcroundtable.com or uh, reply in comments on our Facebook post. Because this is the kind of stuff that's going to affect us when we really have nothing to do with this. And granted, they, they were not wrong. There are the, <laughs> the evildoers out there who take drones and use them for illegal activities it's unfortunate that it's going to come down the process, come down the line, excuse me, to affect us and our recreational hobby. So be aware of it. And if you happen to hear anything else or if you're involved in the government and you know what's coming down, let us know. 
that was the other bad news. That's it. I'm done. Let's not let's not dwell about it. <laughs> well, other than that, Mrs. Kennedy, how was the parade? <laughs> I just just sharing news with you guys. Not good news. Didn't say it was good news. Well, I'm confused because usually the White House, if they get their knickers in a bunch, they'd say, hey, FAA, go do this. So why are we getting a message directly from the White House? All right. Well, if you're asking the question, I, I'm guessing that the, the terrorism department, the Defense Department is, has discovered that there are organizations using UAS for really bad, bad things. And they've, they're going to try to curtail it. Because what was it? Saudi Arabia? Am I, which country shut down all UAS flying, even recreational? Uh, I don't know. Probably. Maybe in the, maybe in the Saudis. Uh, no, 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 no. They're, they're using drones. Yeah. Um, it's, but I think they did because of the fear of them being used for domestic terrorism. So hmm. let's move on. We've, we've got to have some good news coming. I have some good news stuff. Well, hold on. No, you can't just Aww. lob that grenade. Um, <laughs> have you read the thing yet? I have. You don't want to distill it down for us right here? It's just they want to enact I mean, there's a lot of funky words in this document. It's basically written to make it sound like they're super strong. They, it's frustrating. They don't want anybody to read it. Just like with the other. Never mind. But what's your take on it? What do you think is going to result from this? Uh, uh, regulations. Additional regulations. I think. Hoops I, to jump through or limitations you can't get around? Well, I kind of wonder if they're going to push this down to the manufacturers. You mean like for beyond multi-rotors as in my, no. my foamy ARF is going to have to be type rated and certified and all that. Go ahead. Take a broad leap here, Lee. The administration is calling on Congress to adopt legislation to close critical gaps in existing law and policy that currently impede government and law enforcement from protecting the American people and our vital security interests. So it looks like laws. It looks like regulations. That's pretty wide open. There. Give us the freedom to to shut it down. That, that's very nonspecific. Yeah, that's what, okay. they gave, that's what they gave the FAA. Yeah, and they took it. Uh-huh. Sort of. They... They backed off a little when we got riled, but I don't know. I mean, between just just the two of us, hmm. I I I'm really looking forward to the race day quads verdict. Oh I, yeah, have we talked about that on here before? I we mentioned it because I I talked about listening to it while I was at a doctor's office because I listened right. to it live and I thought both sides did real well. Of course, I was really angry at the FAA guy because he was being snarky. Snarky is the right word, folks. And but I, I also thought that the race day quads clearly uh, used the Fourth Amendment as a valid reason that we're being spied upon. I mean, that's kind of how it felt that, you know, you couldn't fly in your own backyard. It was that serious to them. And, you know, the FAA guys were going, oh, well, we got to know what's flying. We got to know. We have to know what everybody's doing. Hmm. So, oh, yeah. I remember talking about that now because at the time I said, we should get Jonathan Ruprecht back on here. He was one of those attorneys. And so yeah. now we should get Jonathan Ruprecht back on here. Well, I, gosh, I'd love to get him back on here if that case, if they win the case. Well, That'd maybe be... he could talk about the White House thing, too. Uh, well, could be. So, hmm. 
All right. Food for that. Thanks, Lee. <laughs> Just hey, uh, don't shoot the messenger. <laughs> uh, I'll I'll post I'll share the link, but I think it's important that all you guys out there know what's happening, and know that our government is doing this to us to our hobby. <laughs> Did I say that out loud? <laughs> Sorry. All right, but I have good news. You ready for some good news talk? Maybe next time you lead with the good news. No. <laughs> is your good news gooder than your bad news? Everybody's bad? crying in their beer hell right, yeah. right now. Hell yeah, the good news is hell good, yeah. Hella good. Hella good news. <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, just let's talk about all the awesome events that are coming up. Because two people you know are heading to Joe Nall next week. Woohoo! Joe Nall. Joe Nall. Is there a fight song? <laughs> i got to learn it. i got to learn the secret handshake and all that jazz. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Texas A&M song, but for Joe Nile. Yeah, so next week is Joe Nile. Actually, this weekend, it'll be after the podcast is released, uh, is the Dayton Model-Rama. Have you been to the Dayton Model-Rama? Either of you? No. Negative. Okay, Remember, so we were invited to go this year, but none of big, us could go. Big swap meet, so I'll I'll take a look at that. So hopefully mm. everybody had a great time. They bought a lot of cool stuff and great stories. We'll share pictures next week. So that's this weekend. We'll miss that. But next week... May, what day are we leaving, Fitz? Uh, I believe the 6th. Yeah, so May 6th through the 10th, Fitz and I will be heading to Joe Nall. This, this guy here, never been, can't wait, kind of excited, rented my golf cart, we're good to go. Oh, you got the <laughs> golf cart. I got the golf cart. Oh, oh man, <laughs> all right. I'm going to bring our, our RC Roundtable banner and stick it on that thing, and we're going to be driving around. Oh, we can remember so to bring some us. stickers. Yeah. Do we have well, any stickers? I'm out. Out. I'm out. I think uh, I maybe have two. I think I have a few left. I'll try to go grab them. I'll start drawing some up. <laughs> yes. But yes, if you're going to be a Joe now, look for us. We'd be happy to talk to you. So and, when uh, will you guys be there? Uh, anybody who listens to the show? You can get a picture with Fitz. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> well, so I mean, if you want when, to. <laughs> when would you guys be there? When we get there. <laughs> exactly yes. uh, we we will be there saturday sunday and monday so seven eight and nine is that so it spans two weekends right with a weekend yeah between? yeah i okay i will i will offer this little funny uh we had our uh, an ama meeting this morning and we happened to be talking about joe nolan who's going and uh, Chad chimed in and said, hey, I'd love to offer a dinner for all the uh, people that are attending because I know a lot of VPs are going. We'll do that Wednesday night. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I felt so sad. And my, and my awesome boss, Mark, sent me the, the uh, gif that said, no soup for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and it cracked up. So unfortunately, I will not be there with all the other AMA people. They're showing up Wednesday. So we're we're gonna get things started for everybody else for the rest of the week. So mm. and the maybe, opening act. Yeah, exactly. Maybe we'll have the best weather too, Fitz. You know, we wanted to, you know, fly around a lot of people. We'll get to yeah enjoy it to ourselves. But uh, so that's what it is. We're the opening act. Terry said it perfectly. Uh, we'll be there. I'm really excited. I'm, I'm trying to figure out how I'm gonna bring all my gear, all my recording gear and stuff, because I'm planning to do a couple of live recordings like we did for Perry. And so it was easy to haul in my truck. So this is a little tighter since I'm going to be putting on a plane. But gosh, that'd be that'd be a lot of fun. See that smiles. We're happy, right, Joe? You're, you're not taking models, though, right? Negative. No models. So, <laughs> so you'll be looking for stuff to fly. Actually, Fitz, you you take Some over motors. from this part. You take up the. Uh, you tell them how it's going to work out. Okay, so I have friends in high places. Well, actually, well, South Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> I have friends in country places. 
Uh, so the last place I really lived at was in South Carolina, as a matter of fact, and uh, a place uh, maybe about an hour or so drive from where Jonelle takes place. And so while there, I made a really good friend that I stay in contact with. And when I told him, said, hey, we were going to come out uh, to attend an event in Jonelle. Uh, we may need a place to crash for a night or two since, you know, airport's kind of far away. And he goes, hey, no problem. You can, you know, crash at my place. And this friend is a RC modeler. And he says, uh, if you need any planes to fly, you can welcome to borrow mine. I've got a couple of radios. I've got some planes. Uh, and have at it. So I have a local resource for models. Greg, if you're listening, thanks again. And uh, I really look forward. To, he's a really good friend, so I look forward to you know hanging with him anyway. So, uh, and he's been more than accommodating to our trip. So it should be fun. So we're all set as far as uh, models and transportation, that kind of stuff. It's awesome. awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. So it's also good that I know Fitz. See how that works? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, who you know. Right. <laughs> yes. All right. So well, we don't have to take any planes have... with us, not to take any transmitters. Where we are good. Yeah. Well, I told Fitz, I said, here's the best part. I mean, he has it some ends with Horizon Hobby. So they'll be there with planes. And they and I, I made a comment on their Instagram post. They had this little checklist of all the stuff they were bringing. And they said, what are you flying? And I just t- commented, I'm flying what you're bringing. <laughs> so hopefully Fitz will get in uh, on a couple of flights on their stuff. So we, maybe we can yeah. fly some of the cool new planes. They probably didn't laugh at that comment as much as you think they laughed at that <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I'm in that good with them. <laughs> but we'll see. I've, maybe, I've maybe seen them fly at AirVenture, so I am a little better than that. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Hey, let's fly inverted. Oh, we broke, broke that plane. Let's go get another one out of a box. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Be interesting if you have any new uh, announcements or anything there as well. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. I think they've announced stuff there before. That'll be was it Was it Joe Nall or Seth that they did that record breaking flight with all the Spectrum radios with T28, right? Seth, I think. Seth? Okay. Pretty well, sure one year when I was at Seth, they did over 100 airplanes at the same time, but that wasn't a Spectrum thing. Or Horizon. Yeah. That was a, just a Guinness thing. I don't remember who was behind it, but it wasn't possible prior to two point four. Yeah. Well, there was technically it was, two- but you wouldn't get everything back in one piece. Uh, I guess. How many channels are there on seventy-two and twenty-seven uh, and fifty? See, there's fifty channels on seventy-two. Is there really? Yeah. After the okay. nineteen ninety-one thing, the narrow band came in. Yeah, there were fifty channels. Oh. But from what I recall, there was a lot of people on 2.4, mm. and then you had people on 72 and maybe 27, but there were also people using handband, 50 yeah. megahertz. But I think it was only like four handbands or something like that. It wasn't very many. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. But yeah. Was, a lot of stuff came down. And then uh, when I went to Flight Fest recently, I mean, we had way more than that at the same time, pretty mm-hmm. much everybody on 2.4. And... I was in the middle of one of those combat gaggles, and my stuff got laggy, which never happens. Yeah, I was just thinking you're probably going to be missing a whole bunch of packets. Yeah, it was kind of uh, weird. Yeah, because you're all. I got it back in one piece. So no mid airs and no loss of control. But. Would have loved to see that if you had telemetry logging of your missed packets or something like that. Just <laughs> see how yeah. big a hit you had. <laughs> yeah, it felt like I was working with a, a time delay. 
But still, it's amazing how all that works so well, though, in that such harsh conditions. It's yeah. Testament to the technology. Anyway, Joe, no. So, so, yeah. Are you guys camping at the field? What's your plan? Hey, uh, AMA, thank you. They got us a hotel. Oh, nice. So, so we're camping at the hotel. I think Greg's car rental service is offering us a vehicle. Yes, he is. <laughs> so we'll be taking our car back and, front, back and forth. <laughs> Not only that, I, I talked to him a couple of days ago. He's giving us a choice of two different vehicles. <laughs> <laughs> okay, can I ask? Or should we just so, be surprised? So No, no. <laughs> you, we have a choice of a pick em up truck or a sedan. Uh, i have some comments in my head but i i I think i I i'll go for the sedan okay no problem he said either one's fine just he said he he was concerned if we needed extra room or something he said i have a pickup truck available if you needed really a lot extra room but i think his sedan has got plenty of room yeah since you guys aren't carrying airplanes and a lot more power oh that thing got a hemi i think it does as a matter of fact yeah so you guys will be uh, sharing a hotel room, huh? Yep. Uh-huh. Yep. Those aren't pillows. Let's think of the same thing. We do that. We, we do that every time. We say that every time. That it only gets funnier. Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, we did Perry. That was fine. Everything. Mm. I mean, we just needed a place to sleep. Otherwise, we're getting up early, going to a Waffle House. <laughs> yeah. I'm Waffle sure House. house. Yeah. Yeah, you know, okay. after after that uh, Perry, I, I'm never going to say anything bad about the Waffle House again. I had, they had some killer breakfast, so. Yeah. We had good, it was good service and everything. And it was very clean, so, I mean. Yeah. I have unfortunately been to a, a Waffle House here in Houston that was not like that at all. Oh. So, but this one, that was nice. Hopefully it's not an anomaly. Well, Lee, don't forget your earplugs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well. I even offered a pair to uh, Fitz. Just <laughs> <laughs> stick in his nostrils? No. no. <laughs> no. Oh I can't gosh. say much. I snore too. The trick is just to fall asleep before Fitz. <laughs> Sorry, Fitz. <laughs> He's right. <laughs> but you know what Fitz does? Fitz likes to go to sleep to watching a movie. Oh, uh, he does that all the time. And in fact, I think that was one of the funny stories I remember from Best when he had his new Toyota. That, you know, he was so surprised he could, you know, watch a movie and the AC's running and stuff like that. He's like, oh, I could watch a whole movie in my car. <laughs> so, <laughs> that, that was the selling point. <laughs> yeah, covered my home, yes. Uh, but what was it we watched? We were watching something on TV. We were laughing. What cartoon was that? Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. We, for some reason, we were flipping channels. We got to, like, Cartoon watching. Network or something. And we were, oh, my gosh. Oh, it was was it Rick and Morty? Oh, maybe it was Rick and Morty. Or... I, I really, is he the Rick? Airplanes, oh, no, Rick Morty. Airplanes. <laughs> okay, back to the airplanes. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, it's spaceships. All right. We'll, All right. <laughs> we'll so. share our story about Joe Nall when we get back. We promise. Actually, guys, uh, speaking of that, um, we will most likely do a live show from Joe Nall, depending on the quality of the internet access out there. And yeah. so if it isn't good, though, I will record it, and then I'll upload it when we get back to the hotel. So you will see, see stuff from Joe Nall from Fitz and Lee. Good. There you Keep go. Keep your eyes open. Uh, a few more events coming up, just to throw them out there. Get your calendar books out, folks. Uh, the AMA's National Fun Fly is June 24th through the 26th at the IAC in Muncie. That's AMA headquarters. Uh, another event coming up is the John Brodak Memorial Fly-In. And I want to say Sparky mentioned this on a show one time. 
I don't know if he went or not, but uh, that's coming up June 13th through the 18th in uh, Pennsylvania, Carmichael's, Pennsylvania. So you can find that on Facebook. And then I hope both of my buddies here on the show with me celebrate National Model Aviation Day on August 13th. I have already ordered my shirts for me and the boys. We celebrated last year at SCOBY. So uh, this... I got an email about shirts last year. I don't. Did they send out an email this year? They should have. I'm not in charge mm-hmm. of the email, but I'm in charge of social media, and I did post something. Did you? But Yeah. But I oh. will put another one out there because we're trying to get the shirts. They have to be bought by June 1st, I think. And anyway, so I was going to mention this year, I'm hoping to host a fun fly at Northwest RC for Model Aviation Day. So maybe Fitz can come over to our, our neck of the woods and enjoy a fun fly. Mm. When is the actual day? August 13th. August. Okay. So we've got a little bit of time there. Yep. I got Hashtag. a Yep. Go ahead. I got a couple if, if you're. Yeah, go. Uh, forgot about uh, next month, May uh, 20 to 22nd is the SAE Aero Design is coming back to Fort Worth, Texas. Yeah, I'm supposed to go. I'm supposed to go to that too with you, buddy. Yeah, yeah, that's I haven't I've been there for what two or three years. So this is this would be uh, really interesting to go back and see how things have changed, you know, what new rules and what new designs they will need to do. So that's always a fun if you're in the area. It's well worth a watch. Watch students attempt to fly airplanes of various uh, uh, configurations. <laughs> well, I think the the hardest part is that we give those controls to club members. So <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really them trying to fly. <laughs> it's the them putting sometimes putting a lot of lipstick on a pig. <laughs> Uh, we have a video out there on YouTube. Go to our RC Roundtable YouTube channel and just look up SE in the search. And uh, you know, I just remember doing a high speed. Uh, I say dive. Time. No, no, no. I was like, I did a video where I did a high speed flight of this plane taking off, and it was just all over the place. But he got it all the way around. Yeah. <laughs> he, he got to land. But then there was that one great shot I got of the plane that just did not want to turn. It went right through the trees. Yeah, yeah. I can still hear it. Yep. <laughs> so that was fun. Continue, Fitz. Uh, let's well, see. Speaking of SAE, our buddy Chris Wolf just posted some photos from the Western event, right? Well, he said that was an IAAA, and that's a different event. Oh, is Correct. it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. It looks very similar. similar in it's, yeah, it's very similar. Scope. Yeah. Some but of the models look different. very similar. Yeah. But, it probably, there may be some cross pollinization between the models, maybe, or something. But, yeah. Because you're right. I look at the pictures, and if you hadn't told me the AIAA, I would have thought SAE. Just by looking well, at the stuff. And you know what? I'm going to throw a third one because we worked with a young college student named Braxton who goes to OSU, and she sent us information about a program called Speedfest. And they just oh, competed right. last weekend, and I shared all the information on our AMA page. So they were doing an event where they had to build a very high-speed aircraft to do an altitude climb and a speed run. Huh. And unfortunately, they, they didn't win first. I think they placed. Uh, she didn't give me all the details yet, but she said, unfortunately, the conditions were pretty bad. It was extremely windy. And, and Fitz, you probably remember last weekend, it was awful. Because weren't yeah. you flying at an event? Yes, I can talk about that later, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, because it was really windy. So, uh, But there you, you got Speedfest, you got SAE, you got AIEE. Or is it AIAA? AIA, Aviation AIA. Institute of America, something like that. Yeah, so there, that's thing. great to hear. There's a lot of college programs. I think Speedfest also works with high school students, so mm. that's just really neat. We probably should touch on that some more on our page to really give those kids uh, an idea of what they can do to participate. 
Let's see. Last thing I'm doing, I guess, in June 4th, the Bomber Field has an Any Size Warbird event, which is always fun to go to here in the Houston area. I don't have anything of much note else. Uh, this weekend, I'm going to a big plastic model event. It's always that I always no. go to. Yes. <laughs> Uh, and I guess, uh, Helly's over Apache Pass at the same time that we are doing Jonal, if you're in the, the, uh, Austin area, I think. Uh, I don't know, you got anything, Terry, in your area? I'm sure there's stuff going on, and I should know what it is, but no, I you didn't. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have any immediate plans. I know mm-hmm. there's been a, a lot of swap meet stuff going on around here, mm-hmm. within like a four or five hour radius. But yeah, I've just been kind of uh, out of the scene the last few months. So the best I can do is say, look it up in the AMA calendar. I'm sure yeah, it's out there. Yeah, guess you should remind people. Yeah, AMA has a really neat calendar at modelaviation.org. Oh, oh it is. It's my job. It's my job. Okay, I got it. you go, Lee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, modelaircraft.org. Modelaircraft, sorry. Yeah, so if you go to modelaircraft.org, guys, you can scroll down and there's an event in Club Finder. So toyairplanes.gov oh, there you go goodness. yeah <laughs> but you can organize it by state and stuff so it's all the stuff in your state or jason state whatever yeah. not drones.com no. <laughs> uh, but and, I'm, go ahead well i should add that this neck of the woods we're just getting into good flying weather now um so a couple weekends ago we had super weather i wasn't able to go flying and then today we had snow yeah, i was gonna say i thought i heard he had another snowstorm go through you guys i don't know if i'd call it a storm but i had to clear my windshield this morning it's a crappy way to start the day well well, as lee said we just had a lot of wind this whole month pretty much just every weekend is really windy yeah Yeah. all right i'm gonna throw one more in there because this is my little uh ama promo request camp ama is coming up folks and i'm taking my boys again and they're really excited it's june 12th through the 18th at iac in muncie and guys, we really could use some more students. And maybe it's COVID, I don't know. Uh, but we haven't had a, a large uh, registration as we did last year. So I'm, I'm reaching out to you guys. If you have kids that you think would love to have a summer camp full of RC flying, and it's a ton of fun. Or if you have a niece or nephew, or if you'd like to sponsor a junior member in your club, please go to amaflightschool.org slash campama. And send that information, or you read the information, to those you think would love to attend. We'd love to have them up there. I'm one of the instructors. I promise you, it's a blast. I get to fly, too. And, uh, you know, really could use some more kids up there because I, I just know the camaraderie. It's just a lot of friendship. It's, it's, a, it's a ton of fun. And so I hope if they, they have the time to, you know, get out of town for June 12th through the 18th and just fly airplanes and build airplanes and just enjoy this hobby. This is Perfect. So, for somebody who's interested, what is the age range for this? Thirteen to seventeen. Thirteen to seventeen, and uh, would they have to stay in a hotel, or are there things on site? We, we have a hotel, and we shuttle the kids back and forth from the hotel to uh, IAC. Oh, okay. And so just, there's a huge fact sheet that's on that website. So go there, and if for some reason you have questions or you'd like to reach out to me directly, contact at rcroundtable.com. And I will be happy to chat a little more with you. Just tell the kids it's TikTok camp. And by the time <laughs> they get there, it's too late to go back. So No, it's no? not that. It's not that at all. 
it's fun. And I, I think every kid who was there last year was you know eager to come back. I will tell you what's nice, and I mentioned it in previous podcasts, uh, we got Jack Rivera from Austin who's coming, and he's excited. I'm, I'm so glad we got him. But also Austin's friend from Flight Fest, Texas, what, four years ago? He uh, asked him to come, and I think Max is going. So you know, these are two uh, friends they made, and they're yeah. both coming to Camp AMA. Do, do the kids have to know how to fly model airplanes before they Not go? at all. Not at all. And I may have told you guys, Brian was so nervous because he's not, a, he wasn't a great pilot. And he's like, gosh, dad, these guys are so much better than me. But after the first day of building and flying with everybody else, he was like, this is so awesome. And, and actually, the fact that Ryan is so eager to go back just is tells you everything you need to know. You know, a kid who was nervous at first on the first day, just super excited the, the last day. I'm, I'm excited. I can't wait to take them back. So anyway, please consider sending some kids to Camp AMA. It's a blast. We'll Sounds take a break. <sighs> I need a drink. <laughs> All right. Well, Lego's drowning his sorrows in alcohol. We'll take a quick break and be right back. I'm going to drink alcohol. <laughs> Come and fly away with me. Come and fly away with me. All right, so speaking of previous guests on the show, we did talk about that earlier, right? Yeah, Fitz did. You guys remember the knees, Godez? Yes, you mean do. that Nikon guy? <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Um, <laughs> Figures Lee will remember that. So I found oh, he, this. He keeps coming back at me on some it's like random comments I'll see yeah, he on, does on his Facebook. He just suddenly attaches my name to it and says, hey, Lee, there's this Nikon photo for you or something like that. He'll, <laughs> he, yeah. he likes to razz me. The great Nikon Canon rivalry. Continue. Continue anyway, with our friend Steve. So for people who uh, who aren't recalling, it's, they're the 13th Squadron guys. They design and build and paint and uh fly these amazing foam board warbirds. Yeah, f- funny you mentioned that. I was actually looking at their Betty design again, and that is quite intricate for a foamy. For f- right? I was looking at that. I was like, wow. <laughs> I mean, that's some so, pretty amazing engineering work they put into it. It is. Hard to believe that's designed by a high schooler, huh? Yeah, that kid's going places, man. If he's not designing right. rockets or airplanes in the next 10 years, and we're going to go smack him with something. Right. So that's Jack, and he's good, and his dad is Steve. Um, so I happened to find myself in Cleveland a few weeks ago, which is also the world headquarters of 13th Squadron. So I stopped by and said hi to the guys and got to see their stuff, including the Betty. So what always struck me when looking at the pictures of their stuff was how clean they look, and I thought maybe there's some Photoshop cleanup stuff going on. But now having seen their stuff in person, I can tell you it's just as clean and crisp and pretty up close. Mm. And I made a point of telling Steve at the time that all of his cuts are just amazing. They look like they're laser cut. Now, when you cut foam board or any kind of foam, every now and then you're going to get a tear in the foam. No, all of his stuff looks like it was laser cut all the way through. And 
even some pretty sharp radiuses. And I don't know. It, it's one of those things where you can't decide whether to be impressed or mad about it. <laughs> Which is like use an exacto knife once and throw it away. Pull out a no, fresh one. <laughs> no. He, I, I did ask about that. And he, he said he would get through a whole kit on one blade. And there's a lot of cuts on there. So wow. I think he's just patient and mm. knows what he's doing. So, yeah, I got to see their stuff. There's some uh, interesting new stuff that I'm not at liberty to talk about. But uh, they've got some really cool stuff that looks good. And, yeah, the Betty, is it needs to be built and, and flown. Don't you have plans or a kit or something? I had the plans. Yeah, okay, that's what I was looking yeah. at. Yeah, I'd remembered. I was like, oh, yeah, I've got the plans for these guys. Yeah, so do I yourself do, a favor and put that together. I, I do want to, especially with the little... Uh, the. Uh, Baka bomb as well. The, the Oka, yeah. Uh, right? O H K A. Oka, Oka yeah, the Oka bomb, yes. Yeah, a, yeah. a little release uh, glider. Yeah. That doesn't explode. <laughs> oh, and not only did I get to see other cool stuff, but I came away with a snazzy hat. So the next time you guys see me at the flying field, I'll have a 13 Squadron hat. Oh, they got their own swag, too. Nice. Yeah. We don't cool. have hats. Well, you know, funny, I was thinking about that, that we should, I should ask him where he got his from, because they look really good. Hmm. Hmm. That Patreon to, you know, buy hats sounds pretty good. <laughs> Wait, you're saying we take donations <laughs> and to give buy hats, hats yeah. to sell. Okay. Well, we can set up things that, you know, we come up with a design and another company handles all the shipping and uh, manufacturing, that kind of stuff. Yeah, what a lot of places do. You get a car, you get a car. <laughs> get a car. So anyway, I just wanted to say hello to Steve and Jack. Thanks for showing me around. And uh, I look forward to all the other stuff they spit out. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, as a reminder, they were on the show some time ago. I don't know what episode number it was, but if you look through our archive, uh, they, they gave a nice uh, presentation and discussion with them. So if anybody out there is worried about this current generation not being excited about airplanes or warbirds, chat with uh, Jack for a few minutes. You'll change your mind. <laughs> cool beans. Glad you got to meet yeah. him. Well, I had met them before. I initially met them at Flight Fest a few years ago. Ah. And went oh, up and right. introduced myself because they had a whole rack full of their stuff. I'm like, ooh, that looks really good. And so... That's where we initially met, and then they were subsequently on the show, and we've mm -hmm. kept in touch. And so this was just a, a reunion, a reunion. That's how you say a it. Reunion, yes. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that's it. A long overdue. We've tried to meet up to go flying a couple times, and just usually my schedule doesn't work for that. So it was uh, good to touch base with them again. Now what? Is that all you had? Didn't you have another topic? Oh, I can move on to the other thing. Uh, I it's, keep Terry, mentioning, it's Terry time. Yeah, well, don't get too excited. It's Terry. I've said for the last several shows that I'm not doing a bunch of RC stuff lately. And I think maybe I'm even going into the negative now because the only RC stuff that I've been active with in the last week or so has been selling some RC stuff. I decided to get rid of a few... Not just planes, but planes and quads and surface vehicles that I haven't used in a while. Mm. So I put them on Facebook Marketplace, which is what I'd used before. 
and I immediately remembered why I didn't like Facebook Marketplace as a seller. <laughs> Did you use your infographic? Yeah, exactly. No, I, no, I didn't have to. No, there weren't any price pigeons out there. Only one person gave me a hard time and called me lazy because I wouldn't ship it to Canada. <laughs> he wanted me to ship my uh, P51 to Canada. Um, but I only offered shipping on a couple of models and um, had to renege on one of those because I had this box that I've been sitting on forever that I thought would be good for shipping an airplane when the time came and somebody wanted me to ship one of them and so I got the box out and started to pack it up and I realized that the box had water damage on one side it wasn't usable so I'm like ah crud so I had to go back and tell the guy I couldn't do it but I ended up selling it locally anyway so I just wanted to observe that my difference and experience between selling now and whenever it was just a year or so ago that nobody really haggled. And I felt like I put fair but not giveaway prices on this stuff. And you know, nobody really haggled with me about anything. Um, people were willing to drive a distance to meet up with me. Uh, I ended up driving about half an hour away to meet up with one person. He drove that far as well. Hmm. Um, and the two surface vehicles that I sold here were to local people and I sold airplanes to local people. So most of it is sold for my asking price. And I haven't had to ship anything yet. So I'm pretty happy with how it's all turning out. And the best part is one of the people that I sold two airplanes to is a listener of the show. So trucker Jim, if you're out there, I hope you enjoy those airplanes and uh, it was good to meet you in person. So, uh, Trucker Jim, I'm not using his real name, just in case he didn't want me to use it, but uh, he's a listener that we, we have exchanged emails before, I think all of us have, and he is a long-haul trucker and passes through Buffalo every now and then, and he was going through Buffalo last week and was interested in a couple of planes, so we met up at a truck stop just off the highway, not far from my house, and uh, we exchanged money for airplanes and got to shake hands. Oh, neat. And... He asked for a couple stickers, and he got those as well. No right. Did you give him the so, 2% listener discount? <laughs> I did. Yeah. So somewhere there's a truck with the RC Roundtable sticker on it. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Hopefully he didn't put it on the trailer. <laughs> somewhere there's a trailer with RC Roundtable sticker on it. It has nothing yeah. to do with the driver. <laughs> maybe maybe he's why our, our account went up. <laughs> What's that stri- I'm going to go check that podcast. <laughs> got to pay him a marketing fee. Mm-hmm. Neat. So anyway, that's been my experience with stuff lately. So uh, I had sort of an opposite experience. Okay. Uh, or sort of an opposite, doing an opposite. I was trying to buy something, and I had a really wonky experience. I thought I'd mention it. Uh, I, I'm working on a plane for somebody, and I need some parts, and because he was missing some parts, so I posted on RC groups that hey, it's I'm looking Corsair. for these. Yeah, for the Corsair, I said hey, I'm looking for these okay. parts, and I get a message from somebody, and the, the first the curiosity was it was sort of a weird PM email message. I guess it kind of went to my email box, even though it went through RC groups. And the guy says, hey, I have these parts, and, um, uh, you know, I, I want X for them. And I said, oh, hey, that's great. That's somebody actually has the parts I need. And he sent me so, a few pictures, 
And he says, he's got this, this, and oh, there's some extra pieces. There's a sliding canopy. And I was like, sliding canopy? That's unusual. Is it, is it like, and the picture didn't look like anything like a sliding canopy. I was like, you sure? You mean sliding canopy? I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, oh, well, whatever. I don't really need a canopy. I just need the other pieces. So I'll, you know, I'll, I'll send you, what's your PayPal? I'll send you PayPal and that kind of stuff. And he goes, oh, yeah, um, send me to PayPal, but uh, friends and family only. Uh and I said, well, that's interesting. And before I could reply, he sends me another email and says, so are we good? And and I was like, uh, I don't know. I really don't know who you are. You're, you're, I'll send you um, goods and services, and I'll chip in the, the extra cost to cover the uh, PayPal fees. Uh-huh. And he was like, no, friends and family only. <laughs> and while I'm thinking about this, he sends me like a torrent of a bunch of emails after that. He's like, hello, are you there? Do you uh, want to do it? Uh, yeah. I'm like, this is not sounding good at all. <laughs> so like my, my whole bunch of warning bells are flagging at this point. It's like, uh, uh, this the guy overeager is scammer. He's really overeager. And, um, uh, it, it, but you know, it's these pieces I really wanted. And so he had a regular email. So I said, well, I'm going to send him um, regular PayPal anyways and cover the costs, see what he does. It wasn't all that much money, so I figured, uh, let me do that because if anything happens, I'll eventually get the money back through PayPal. So I send it, not friends and, not friends and family, I send a regular PayPal. And he gets back to me and says, oh, I thought we agreed friends and family only because I actually told him, said, no, I'm not going to do friends and family. And he ends and when as soon as I when I send it, I realize, hey, wait a minute. After that, then I get the email from PayPal, and the email address that the payment goes to was different than the email address that he was had been emailing me. And I was like, oh, okay, this something's really not good going on here. And um, fortunately, he he did refund me, uh, and then asked me again to send him friends and family. I said, no, I'm not going to do that. And um, he he tried a few more emails trying to get me to, to send it to him, and then I finally just blew him off. And um, after that, I was poking around in RC groups, and apparently this is <clears throat> very much the indication of a scammer. And it's been happening to quite a few other people. Well, somebody will come in, um, you're looking for parts, they'll come in and say, hey, I got the parts you'll need. They'll find some stock images of something from somewhere and send it to you and be real aggressive and trying to get money out of you uh and sounding like they're you know your your friend or whatever and Uh and of course the key is not to send anything but friends and family uh, through paypal i must know if you send friends and family there's no recourse in case something happens to the deal paypal will not refund you they will not get involved if you have a dispute so i always and even rc groups warn you says don't send Money, friends, and family, like somebody you really, really, really know because of, because of that. And right. so um, and so I've gotten a habit of not doing any friends. Even if somebody asks for friends and family, I say, no, I won't, but I will I will cover the cost for you, but I'm not going to send you friends and family. And until then, this hasn't been a problem. And this guy, I guess, so I just want to, as a warning to other people, if somebody insists that you send friends and family, uh, buyer beware or seller beware, <laughs> Either way, <laughs> uh, and think very hard about doing that, and I'd recommend not doing it. 
Uh, and if, you know, if the person won't do it, then, you know, walk away. There's always another deal that'll come by. Yeah. But that was my All first right. experience with that. So I was, you know, that's why I was a little, I was like, is this really happening? Am I, my, my spider sense is tricking me or is it really something wrong here? And, uh, turns out, yeah, I needed to trust my intuition on that. All right. Well, I'm glad you didn't lose any money to learn that lesson. Yeah. Yeah. And the good news is it looks like I found the parts from somebody locally anyway. So. Oh, okay. Well, good for you. All's well that ends well. Yep. Yep. So as fair warning to everybody out there on RC groups, this is, like I said, I've been buying and selling RC groups for years, decades, and this is the first time I've ever had that issue. But, you know, it's the first time for everything. Yeah. So, Lee, didn't you buy something recently? Yes, I did. <laughs> I, I think mine went through, though. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, I didn't tell Fitz this. I think I only told Terry. Uh, I think I followed up with Fitz. Yeah. But and who was chiding was... me on keeping secrets? Huh? Huh? <laughs> this is worth it. <laughs> uh, there was, I, I don't know what it is. I'm addicted. It's like QVC, you know, for blue-haired ladies. <laughs> I... Uh, bought another estate sale bid that was for a box of RC parts. And I will start by, you know, like an AA meeting. Hi, I'm Lee. I'm addicted to buying stuff online that I don't know what it is. Uh, I was thinking more <laughs> Forrest Gump. Life is like a box of uh, RC parts. <laughs> I, uh, I, I do search for this stuff. And I, I guess because of the last few positive sales I've, I've gotten, I'm on a high. But this one was interesting because I think the only reason I bought it is because of Terry. So I am I am going to blame Terry for this purchase, especially if it's a dud. Because Ooh, I'm an we, enabler. <laughs> you are. We had so much fun on our live show doing the box, the unboxing of the supplies that Terry got that I came across this really awesome table of RC parts in multiple bins. And one thing that just kind of stuck out to me was this large YS four-stroke engine that oh, looked really? really good. And it's a big one. I think it's like, what, it's at 180 or something? I think. Oh, wow. I <clears throat> so anyway, it's, it's, an, it's like one of the first versions. I don't know if it was great or not, but it seems to be a very popular precision RC acrobatic four-stroke. It's not one of the supercharged ones, is it? It's, yeah, it is. It is. So, so what size I, do they use in pattern planes? Is it the 180? I think it was 180. I'm I I'm sorry I didn't have that information. <laughs> I told you I didn't know what I was buying, so I just was looking at it, going, I think that's what it is. So I'm pretty sure that's what it is. And there were some other bags, and so I saw some servos that are sitting in the box, but they're in several containers, several like <laughs> Tupperware containers, and it right. just it is a mystery. And the bid was on it was like for twelve dollars. I was like. There's no way. I mean, guys, I'm telling you, there must have been seven bins total, and they were filled with all variety of connectors and stuff. It's for what I paid. I'll just tell you what I got. I got it for fifty dollars <throat> at total. So that's okay. what the that's what the buyer's premium and tax. Wow. So for fifty bucks, I got this huge collection of RC parts, and already I'm looking at several things like there's a brand new iron, uh, a hot gun, hot air gun. You know, for covering stuff. There's just a lot of stuff yeah. in there. Hey, even Those are twenty a, bucks each, so yeah, you break even on that. Well, this is funny. Terry will appreciate this. There was an, a Great Plain six inch sander. Ooh. <laughs> so there's twenty bucks right there. If you've, ever <laughs> yeah. seen, if you've ever seen these go for sale on eBay. So I bought it. Uh, I mean, I won it first, so I was excited. I, I think I was 
texting Terry. I was so giddy. I was like, oh, it's almost there. There's other bidders or they're, they're trying to snipe me. But I got it. I got a hold of the shipper. And this guy was so nice. This is like the fun part of the story, guys. It's like, I was like, I can't wait to get this. But the shipping company called. They had a, a third party do it. And he said, hey, I'm, I'm Bob. I'm working with you know, so-and-so with the estate. And just wanted you to know I boxed up all your stuff. And I had sent an email prior to uh, or right after I won stating that I didn't need the plastic containers. I just needed them to carefully put them in a box with peanuts and, and stuff so I could just have everything in one big box. And the guy mentioned he got that email because, yes, we uh, we went through the stuff. And he goes, and things that I, I thought may have been fragile, I went ahead and wrapped for you. And very nice guy. And I was like, well, I just want to tell you what we're going to do if you have a second. And he says, okay. And I was like, well, we're going to unbox this on a live show. And then he's just like, that is so cool. He goes, what's the website? I was giving him all the information. He goes, well, what are you going to do it? I said, probably next week. And he's like, that's so cool because I don't know what the heck this stuff is. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to know what this stuff, what, you know, some of the stuff I'm packing. I was like, well, I'd like to find out what it is too. <laughs> so anyway, uh, that just turned out to be real nice. And the guy has already shipped it. Uh, he said, you know, he gave me the tracking number. So I should have it next week. Now, when this is released next week so that'll be excuse me i have to figure out what the day of the week that is this may 2nd we're hoping to do a live show wednesday night so if you is get this may 2nd? yeah so yeah. okay next monday is may 2nd so if we release on monday then you're listening to it on the second or third then hopefully we'll do a live show on the fourth at seven o'clock on youtube and facebook so you guys can find out what's in this box What's in like the box? Me. <laughs> and is that enough information? Or do you, I don't think I can tell you anything else because I really don't know what else is in there. <laughs> yeah. But no, I'm starting to think that's a really good marketing strategy. It, it's like the storage lockers. You can only see this little bit and it looks kind of good. Absolutely. You storage know wars. there's a bunch of stuff behind it that <laughs> may or may not be good. And dadgummit, you have to know. Yeah, I just had to. And I was like, I kept up, I kept changing my max bid. So I ended up winning with the max bid I, I put in the last minute. But uh, yeah, so again, <laughs> Terry the enabler, enabler, excuse me, got me hooked on this idea of an unboxing. And I really, you know, I'm hopeful. I think that YS engine looked really good. You know, just my like, I'll you know, flip it over the side of the <laughs> head's missing. <laughs> a hole in the crankcase. Yeah, exactly. Hey, I, I got a free prop. <laughs> <laughs> a desk uh, desk item and i don't think i'm going to tell anything i mean i i have some photos that i'm not going to mention what other stuff is in there but you guys can tune in and watch because we'll do that for all of you on the live show that's that seemed to be a very popular video we did when we did a live show so yeah. i'll try to set up my garage or something so i could bring in two cameras and uh you know have it out there well it sounds like even the stuff you could see justified the price so Absolutely. everything else is gravy Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> like I said, twenty bucks, and you know they do that in storage war, Terry. You know, yeah, after oh, yeah, they get because they, they they tell you how much they bid for it, and then they go through each item and say, "Well, that's ten dollars. So this is fifteen dollars. That's twenty dollars." Right. So, like the Sanders, my twenty dollars. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm already halfway there. <laughs> right. I remember on mine there was like you could see one edge of an Astroflight box buried down there, but you couldn't tell what box it was or if there was even anything in it. And I'm like, oh, Dad, come it. Okay. Okay. Well, here I'll, I'll sneak. I'll sneak in one, so we can find out if I'm right or not. It looked to be a K and B box underneath one of the bins. Okay. So you so think there's a K and B engine in there? There might be a K and B engine in there. I'm not sure, but when I saw it, I was like, okay, that color reminds me. It's that kind of salmon red, 
orange color on the Canby boxes. So okay, that that'd be interesting if I'm right there. So, but uh, I did see another glow engine, just the bottom of it. So I couldn't tell. It looked like a simple two cycle, maybe right. twenty size. It's not. It wasn't very big. Well, KMB would be a two stroke, right? Yeah, but this was just, uh, yeah, this was just the box. So he, you know, gosh, you guys, I'm sure have boxes in your workshop that aren't holding the things that are <laughs> on the outside of the box. Mm-hmm. So it's just a whole bunch of bolts. <laughs> All right, so that's that's my buy story. So hopefully it turned out a little bit better than Fitz's. Uh, sorry, Fitz. Oh, speaking of, kind of related to that, you know, I did that post on our Facebook page last week sometime where there was somebody on Instagram, um, a place, uh, I guess it's an antique shop somewhere. They have a lot of RC stuff from their into RC. Oh yeah. yeah they yeah. had the really old landing gear and they were trying to find out the origin of it. And you jokers didn't know. So I put it on our Facebook page and the iFly AMA page. And like within a minute it was, popped up. Somebody had the answer. Was it Davis aeronautical engineering or something like that? Davis aircraft engineering, but it was this really neat articulated nose gear off I don't know, like the 1950s or something like that. Um, but the same person who told us what it was or the company behind it provided a link to an eBay auction that was a box for that landing gear, just an empty box, but it was for that landing gear. And what are the odds that stuff was out there at the same time? Hmm. I just thought that was interesting stuff. I'd never heard of the company or seen that gear before, but it was neat stuff. And thanks to our viewers, listeners who who follow along and figured it out. Yeah. Yeah, crowdsourcing, as they call it, crowdsourcing information. Yeah. The interwebs always knows. So that's something you had? No, no. I ran across it on Instagram. Oh, and okay. uh, the this antique store posted it and said, what the heck is this? And it had been out there for a week or so, and nobody had responded. So I just copied the picture and posted it on our page and the AMA page, and bam, just like that. So that was my good deed for the day. Cool. I was enabling them to get their answer. (laughs) So Fitz, you said you had another workbench story? Uh, A couple things. We mentioned we talked about the Old School Model Works 109 Oh, yeah. Didn't you do some live show or something that yes, you didn't I, tell anybody about? Yes, I did. Well, it was one of the things I decided to do like an hour before I did it. So right. it was spur of the moment thing. So I had one of the kits in I got for Model Aviation Review and decided to start on it. It was a live show. So uh, I have now been working on it on and off the past few days. So That's been, confidence, man. Confidence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it wasn't without some minor hiccups. One of them, yeah. you know, breaking the microphone cord. <laughs> uh, so I snapped that sucker in half. Uh, I had to find a backup mic real quick. Uh, and um, But, yeah, it was uh, neat to start on it. Yeah, we started with the wings, of course. And I was able to frame up a wing during the live show. And since then, I've actually started sheeting. I've I framed up both wings. And one wing is now sheeted, so I got to go and sheet the other wing. So it's been interesting. There's a, it's funny. I found a, a couple of minor nitpicks, uh, and one typo in the manual. Uh, and so before I started, I had gotten an email from Mark Lanterman, the owner and proprietor of 
old school model works. And he says, hey, if you got any questions or anything, let me know. So I sent him a, a, a quick write-up of a couple of things I found. And uh, the little nitpicks I found in the cutting, he says, yeah, we've already fixed those for the production kits. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that's good. <laughs> uh, but he wasn't aware of the typo, so he said he's going to fix that immediately. Uh, but that that aside, it's gone together really well. His his instructions are actually pretty humorous in a way. He's um, uh, he's very meticulous. He's very good at pointing out step by step what you need to do. But it's first in there is a little some little dry humor uh, along in the instructions. I thought was kind of funny. So uh, so that's that's neat. Hopefully, I get that done fairly soon uh i contact he told me to contact kelly graphics and that he had given her the dimensions for the kits and so i sent her an email said hey i'm looking for this particular paint scheme uh for this model kit she goes yeah no problem what's her lead time these days uh i think she said a couple weeks i think uh something like that so it wasn't too bad so either i guess because i know she was really really busy before um um you know, and it was got backed up quite a bit. So maybe she's improved her uh, throughput or things have slowed down. I'm not quite sure. It wasn't too bad. Yeah, here it is. Um, I'm looking through my emails. Oh, oh, no, that's the wrong one. I think it's the previous one. But anyways, I, yeah, I was pretty sure. Uh, yeah, so by the time we get back from Jonal, I'll have it. No. To the true turn story, there's an example of a RC business that is thriving and has found their niche. Yeah. So I I think we've invited her on the show before, right? But poor internet connection. Yeah. Apparently she lives 100 miles from nowhere. And so, yeah. Yeah, so. yeah it's been a while. We should reach out again just to see. Yeah, it would be nice. Yeah, it would be really nice to talk to her. She's done yeah. some really nice stuff in the past. I've given her... Really low-res, crappy graphics for her to clean up. I've scanned things, done all kinds of weird requests. Um, some I felt bad. Some I were just kind of testing her. Saying, yeah, how about this? <laughs> a photocopy of a faxed Yeah, exactly. Uh, sketch. Of, a, of an 8-bit picture from a Commodore or something. And she she yeah. just always done a really great job. And she I don't know how she does some of the stuff with multicolors and stuff, but she's given me some really great stuff that I've, some really off-the-wall things I wanted. And uh, it's just She's always real, real easy work, work with and that kind of stuff, and very reasonable prices. Yeah. All right. So, so when are you expecting to finish this? Uh, one oh nine. Well, I need to finish it by the end of next month. Ooh, deadlines. Buddy. Yeah, I got a deadline, which is funny because when I first got it, I didn't have a deadline. Uh, which is yeah. kind of why I took it. it. Says, okay, I got some time to, because I had a bunch of other stuff on my plate. And then Sucker. I get a then I get a call from the editors like uh we gotta have a deadline now <laughs> like ah tick tick because not only that because now I also had um I just submitted it uh, I guess you saw I got the new Spectrum NX10 SE radio it's also okay. a review. It'll be in model aviation, and I'm trying to make a, going to make a video of it too if I can for my own channel. Radio reviews are tough. They are. They're kind of a yeah. pain. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of square in shape. It's got two sticks and some switches. Things wiggle when you move the sticks. Yeah, 
Yeah, I almost can I say? I almost because you've done them before too, and I almost emailed yeah. you or sent you a message that you know what. How do I do this? Oh, well, what's what's your angle? Because I've done one once before, some years ago, um, for my channel, and it was a kind of pain then. Um, uh, but this is the first time I actually did a write-up review, so that was interesting to try to find an angle to yeah. talk about it and not read like the instruction manual or put people to sleep. So right, uh, yeah, I that's the challenge. Unless it's got something terribly unique about it, it's. It's a radio. Either it does what it's supposed to do or it doesn't. Okay. Yeah. So I ended up kind of having a combination of basically running down the features, but trying to add some practical usage of things I did with it. Um, and, of course, this being the SE, it's got some physical differences than the regular S, uh, NX10. So oh, so there – okay. I didn't realize there's – this is uh, – there's a NX10 and then a – Super special NX10. Yes, that's, this is the super special okay. NX10. Oh, okay. They they made some hardware changes and they give you some extra goodies with it. The Fitzwalker Signature Edition. <laughs> yeah, wish like the Kiki Edition. Uh, so, but yeah, I'm buying that Fitzwalker version, man. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but it that has, said, uh, the, the first Fitz's draft... voice reads out the telemetry. <laughs> <laughs> Altitude. <laughs> Um, in the voice of Mr. T, I paid the fool. I figured, be, feet. I, I figured it'd be Picard. <laughs> <laughs> Transmitter on, engage. <laughs> exactly. Laps down. Laps down. Ter terrain, terrain. <laughs> Your battery is low. Uh, so, yeah, it was a neat f playing with it. You know, uh, usually I get a radio and I just start playing with it and stuff and just go on but this one since i'm doing a review i actually went through and read the manual uh in more detail than i usually do at least initially and there's <laughs> there's a lot of stuff in there so surprisingly surprising features that i had no idea the radio had and some interesting things they're doing with these new radios so uh it was well worth my time poking through the manual having so. written a manual for an rc radio system yes there's a lot that goes into that yeah. And I'm glad at least one person reads them. Yeah, I did. And it was, you know, was, um, some stuff that I wish had wish they had expanded on a little bit. There's a couple of buttons. I'm really still not quite sure what they're good for. And I didn't really explain them very well. But uh, it's a very minor, it's a minor thing. But it, yeah, read the manual because there's a lot of stuff you don't really realize until you uh, really dig deep into it. Uh, so, yeah. but anyways... Yeah, so two things on my workbench at the moment. All right. Busy, busy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and I got a third thing. I don't know how much I want to go into it. But uh, I I got another thing I was I was hoping that would just be a really quick review. And it's turning out to be longer than I expected because um, it's a little stabilizer device. And it requires the use of an S-Bus. And the only receiver I have with an S-Bus is a Futaba radio, uh, receiver that I just happen to have. And it was acting really weird. I said, this doesn't work. I said, what's going on? It's kind of half working. And so I contact the company, and they're like, oh, yeah, it doesn't work with that particular Futaba receiver. I, uh, I was like, that's the only one I have. <laughs> uh, so, like, oh, so I'm stuck. I thought I might have had another receiver, and I can't find 
anything else that works or with an S bus. I can't find any other radio receiver I thought I had. Uh, so, uh, so you guys don't use anything with S bus, do you? Yeah. Do you have something, Terry? Yeah. You ask if I have S bus receivers? Yeah. I think I have one or two. Oh. Could I possibly borrow one? Borrow? Yeah. Or we want to trade for something? Well, we can talk offline. Am I picking this up in Ohio? (laughs) They're they're small and cheap. Just stick one in the mail. You might have to smuggle it across state lines, Lee. Oh. Unless you got one, Lee. Do you have one, Lee? I got some balloons you can use. The only S-Bus I have is the Spectrum for Austin's Quad. Oh. Hmm. I don't know that's compatible. That's not... Futaba, is it? No, it's not Futaba. It's, it's, I said I said it was Spectrum. Oh, okay. Yeah, Spectrum did make a weird off off thing for a S bus. Yeah. Well, I just hate to buy a receiver because I really don't fly Futaba anymore, uh, for the most part. So this is where you announce to our listeners: <laughs> Hey, anybody want to help Fitz out? You got a spare S bus? There you go. I just did it for you. Okay. And, well, and hopefully they'll take PayPal goods instead of <laughs> PayPal friends and family. Right. <laughs> well, wait a minute. These are our friends and family, so <laughs> maybe we'll we'll make an exception, right? Well, but f- try me first. See what. Tell me what you need, and then I'll see if I can service you. Okay. Yeah. Okay, we'll talk offline. All right. Thank you. Anyways. Hey, Fitz. Yeah. New topic. Question. Yeah. Any update on JSC? Uh, kind of, sort of. Um, uh, where do I start? So You start by explaining what the heck he's talking about. Okay. So my home club is the Johnson Space Center Radio Control Club. It's located at the Johnson Space Center, a.k.a. NASA, here in Houston, Texas. Uh, it is a really neat flying field. Terry used to fly there. Uh, Lee's been out there a bunch of times too. Uh, the problem is it's on government property yeah, behind a guard. So to get in, you have to go through a guard station. You have to. You have His name is Bob. His name is Bob. <laughs> Tell him fits a job. Yeah. So at the start of COVID, it all shut down. Uh, nobody got on site unless we call it on site basically at the NASA facilities. Nobody got on unless you really needed to be there. Like the mission control people really need to be there, but most other people didn't need to be there. And so uh, that shut down any of the flying site because that was open to the kind of kind of public. And there was also a rocket club there too, which I'll get to in a second, that was there. So it was all, everybody's out of the pool. Nobody goes in. So we all had to go to the other local flying clubs. Uh, also, real quick, Side note, I want to give kudos to the local flying clubs, namely the Texas City Rail Control Club and the Alvin Rail Control Club. They invited us to fly there, um, and for the longest time, we didn't have to pay dues at those clubs. They said, you know, your field got shut down, come fly with us, we won't hassle you about dues. You can join if you want, and I ended up joining both of them but uh, at paying as a paying member, but uh, they were really generous to us. Uh, but anyways, so, but we've been really itching to get back. We, we really like our field. The other fields are great, but, you know, there's something about flying at your home field. It's a really nice open area, paved runway. It, it's really, really good. And um, it's real small, tight club that we had. So we've been, the president of the club has been bugging NASA on and off. Said, hey, when, we come, when can we come back? When are we going to come back? Things are starting to open back up again. They're starting to allow people to come back to work um, almost full time. Uh, the JSC... 
uh, has been going what they call phases. Uh, phase one, two, three, or zero, one, two, three. Three was the worst. Basically, nobody can go on. Two, a lot more people. Phase one, most people can come in. We're going to go back to what they call phase zero, which is 100% occupancy. So we've been, the past couple of weeks, we've been phasing back into work since I work out there as well. And so I've been going to work. I actually have to get in my car and go to work again uh, for at least a couple of days a week. Uh, but that's a good thing as far as pro- progress barring any other weird variants that's coming out and or anything like that so the last we heard all that spiel i just gave uh that i had heard it was that nasa is going to go to phase zero aka 100 percent capacity next month may and that that is when we will be looking to get a real good idea that we can come back on site and indications are so far moving in that direction uh what I heard is not only us, but the Rocket Club has also been pestering NASA to come back on site to do their things. So hopefully we can have some sort of united front. Um, the president has said in the past, the club president has said that NASA seems to be, to his contact at least, um, willing to have us come back on at some point, but they're not being, they're not locking down to any particular date. So all I can say at this point is the ball seems to be moving in that direction that we can come back on. The question is when. And we don't know when, but um, uh, it's a good chance that at least we'll, we'll have a really good note, uh, indication of it this coming month. Thank you, because I really would like to go back there and fly. We've always had a good Warbird event there. So I'm sure you guys are antsy to get back. Yeah, and I think um, Mike, the, the president, put the Warbird event on his calendar for next year already as sort of wishful thinking. Uh, so, yeah, same thing. And I, you know, like I guess, as mentioned before, that I've got, I bought at least one plane that I bought specifically to fly out there that I didn't want to fly in any of the other clubs in the area. So Well, that brings up a couple questions for me. First of all, you mentioned a couple shows ago that you've been back at work in the office for, I guess, a few weeks now. How's that going? It, it's going okay. It's kind of weird <laughs> go back to work. <laughs> Is it still awkward? It, I mean, it's okay. It's just we're not – they're giving us an option um, if we want to be there seven days, five days a week or just a couple days a week. You know, we're giving us some, some flexibility, at least initially. So we go in and it, the weirdest thing is – in the past couple of years, we've had quite a bit of turnover and new hires. So we've had people that have left to go on to other things or uh, or other positions, and we had a bunch of new people. Quite a few people that were hired either just at or after the shutdown. And so there's a lot of people that I've, I know the voices, don't know what they look like or didn't know what they looked like until we got to the office. <laughs> and so there's a lot of new faces, still a bunch of people I don't know who they are. I come and like, there's a new face? Who the hell is this? Yeah, uh, weird. And, you know, it was interesting catching up with people and seeing how people, some people, uh, you know, gain a bit of weight. Some people look the same. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody went completely feral. Yeah, some people kind of, you know, they, they scraggled out a little bit with beards and stuff, you know. Uh 
and, and there's still a few people in my group I haven't seen yet. In fact, they just set up a uh, um, after work meeting yeah. at a you know at a bar or whatever just to kind of get together. Uh, so and people are slowly you know we we're moving from online only meetings to hybrid meetings and rooms and online kind of thing. So uh, it's just interesting. I did find a neat thing though related to my car. Okay. Uh, so you know I have the my my car is a plug-in hybrid. Yeah, and yeah, we know all about it. <laughs> in case somebody's listening it's to It's a Hyundai, car. right? Yeah, no. Or was it a Subaru? I can't remember. No. Okay. Anyways, so it's got the range to go to and back uh to and from work all in electric only, which is fine, which is why I got it. But I found out that there's a, a plug I can plug it in at work. So, um as oh, long cool. as so generally speaking, there's a few spaces that are next to a outlet and it's enough for me to plug in and it'll whatever energy I use to get to work I can recuperate that and recharge it at work so that's kind of nice there's this guy at Michigan Troll every time Fitz plugs in his car his monitor goes out it's <laughs> like what? why does this keep happening <laughs> as a taxpayer I feel the need to be outraged at this oh <laughs> What? Hey, <laughs> you're Wait, welcome, I'm buddy. To charge your car. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, Terry. Hey, tax dollars at work. <laughs> yeah. That whole. All right. So my other question that came cents. out of this. Yeah. Right. Uh, you had mentioned the Warbird thing, and that the president of the club has scheduled it. That president being Mike Libel. Yep. We often talk about Mike and his fabulous B twenty four. Oh. And oh, you're going. Yeah. Well, I, I would, it's more of a question than anything. I heard there was an incident. Was it at Texas City? It was at Texas City. They had a, I can't remember if it was a Warbird or a Giant Scale. I no. think it was you a Warbird. Jousted with a fence. So it was, it, was a, it was a Warbird event. I took out my Val, too, by the way. Another flag for it. Took out no, your Val? No, I brought it out to fly. Oh, okay. So I think it was Words a Warbird. Matter. It was a Warbird event and swap meet. And the find more stuff at the damn swap meet. But anyway, so Libel had his B24. This is, uh, I think, 140 inch. I think it might be Don Smith, but I can't remember. Uh, yeah. he's, this thing's got, he's got a lot of flights on it. I think he's pushing 100 flights on this thing. So he, um, uh, it's funny because he had a kind of a bulky engine before he took off. One of the engines seemed to be a little rough, but he got it running just fine. And uh, so he, he took off and was flying around just fine doing his thing, dropped some bombs, and he was coming in, and uh, just as he was approached, I kind of look over and said, hey, he looks a little bit low. Whack! <laughs> There's a fence on um, both the approach and departure on uh, at Texas City, and normally they're pretty far out, but they're right, they are right at the end of the runway, and it's about maybe three feet high or whatever. And one of his landing gear just snagged the top of the fence, and that's all it took to basically pull it out of the air, Spun in 180 degrees around and uh, banged up the front of the fuselage, ripped out the landing gear, and, and a few other various cracks. And uh, poor Mike, he was, he was, he he would have chewed up some nails and kicked some puppies when it happened. Uh, he was a little bit distraught for a few moments. Uh, but that's uh, better than chewing puppies and kicking nails. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was, yeah, he, he, he would have thought, uh, uh, you, you know, it's, it's, it's his baby. And so yeah. he was pretty distraught about it. 
and I said, oh, just, I told him, just, just come down. You, 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 it's not that bad once you start looking at it. And, uh, so we went and picked up all the pieces, try to find every single thing we can. And, but within about a half an hour or so, he was like, yeah, I think I can put this back together and I can stick this here. And the, the wing doesn't look that bad. And, and, you know, a few days later, he's posting stuff on Facebook saying, yeah, I've, I've already started repairing it. And here's the bulkheads and new bulkheads and this and that. So he's going to fix it, and get it flying again. But, uh, uh, it was, it was, it was really sad to see the, it, it take that much damage. Uh, and it certainly made an interesting noise when it hit the fence, but. Uh, and somebody posted, <laughs> one of his quote unquote friends posted on Facebook, a drawing of people parachuting out of that. Cause, uh, somebody took a picture of it just oh. before it hit. <laughs> I think it was, uh, Chuck, Chuck Lassen. Chuck. Yeah. Yeah. yeah took some pictures and they took, they drew some people parachuting, sick figures parachuting out of it just before he hit the, just the rattle a little bit, but it's all good. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, unfortunately, but, um, like you said, he's going to be it. back. It will be back. I think that he ended up winning an award. He he won the Thumb Thumbs Award or whatever it was they had. Uh, well, <laughs> I don't know if you win that. <laughs> Is that <laughs> consolation? Or you're just stuck with wound? it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. Speaking of the Val, there was another guy out there who had the same exact model. Huh. He had another Val. He was. I was talking to him a little bit, and we were talking about stuff, and he was getting his ready. And he, I think he flew it once. All right. Uh, Did y'all fly formation or anything? Uh, no, why didn't we? I wanted to. No, did he fly it? Yeah, I think he did fly it, but I wasn't able to at the time for some reason. Did um, you remember the bomb this time? I forgot the bomb. Dadgummit, Fitz. I keep forgetting about it. But disgrace. I did remember to put a gun on the tail gunner, though. Okay, that helps. So at least has a tail gunner. So if you see any pictures it of the truck. It itself to- while it's roaming around with <laughs> nothing to drop. I don't know what I did with the bomb. I, I misplaced it. I'm going to have to find what I did with it. The engine was running a little bulky. I needed to I need to check the tuning. It ran consistently, but I could tell it wasn't quite. It might have been a little too lean to the top end or something. It wasn't didn't sound quite right to me. So I need to double double check. But anyways, uh, so yeah. Uh, oh, I had also had a uh, the other club I belonged to. Alvin had a fly in this past weekend. Yes, uh, Big Bird swap meet thing with gale force winds uh so it wasn't a whole lot of flying but they asked me to tow the flag again with my uh chuck cub and uh that was fun because um the flag release mechanism i had to rebuild it from last time because it broke last time and i had to jury rig it the release mechanism is tied to the flap channel so you know it's I have to raise flaps to release it and lower the flaps to, to capture it. So I ended up having to fly around with partial flaps. It was a really windy day, and the plane just did not like that. It was it was a handful getting it around the patch. And on on the after they finished the national anthem, I was like, okay, great. I can come around, drop the flag, and land this thing. So I was on my – I had just taken the final turn, and I was coming up to approach the runway to do the bombing run. And the flag falls off. Oh no! Into the field somewhere, and I was like, Ouch. didn't touch anything. Uh, and so I land it, and the mechanism had broke again. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, it, it just snapped off, and I had repaired it and beefed it up, and it still broke. Probably because it was so windy. Well, at least the anthem was over by then. Yeah, it was. Yeah, 
If it had another 10 seconds, I would have released it. So, but anyways, uh, that was fun to try to fight the winds. But I ended up flying it again without the flag, and it was a lot easier, and it was kind of fun bobbing around in the wind, flying backwards a few times, that kind of stuff. Uh, And then I broke the prop, taxing it back because it flipped over. Right. I assume you did not lose the flag. No, they found it, yeah. It was just outside. They had to go jump a fence and go out into the field and grab it. All right. I think those sorts of uh, flag-handling fouls are forgivable, if that's the word. Uh, yeah. Usually, you wouldn't normally put one on the ground, but obviously it was unintentional here. So. Yeah, yeah. They had people lined up to catch it, and so I kind of felt bad that it fell off before they could catch it, but they understood. Right. Everybody understood. So, yeah, it happens. All right. All right my, my very odd segue. So speaking of broken prop, did you see Plane Swap? Oh, yes. I was <laughs> oh, more than a broken right. prop. <laughs> the Red Bull thing. Yes, the Red Bull The thing. Red Bull plane swap. I, I, I mean, if we could end on a note, if we wanted to end the show, I was just curious if you saw it and what you thought. We'll uh, start with Fitz. Uh, yes, I saw it. Um, I wasn't so butthurt about it as some people were. Um, uh, it, it was interesting. I don't you know. It's Red Bull. It's all a publicity stunt. It's, it was kind of fascinating to see that, I guess it was the 172s they were flying. Uh, I think 182s. Or 182s? 182s. Okay, go into a flat spin, inverted flat spin like that. I didn't think a 2 could do that, but um, sorry they lost a plane. That's kind of unfortunate. Um, now, I understand. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Now, I understand they're in trouble with the FAA. Uh, and from what I understand what they did, I don't have any sympathy for them, but uh, uh, it was just a interesting curiosity in my viewpoint. Huh. It was interesting yeah. though, how they they welded up the speed brakes, though. That was kind of fascinating. Well, let's once again, I'm going to be the, the summarizer here, and you guys tell me if I'm wrong, but they had two 182s, and the idea was they dive them vertically and they'd fix them with these crazy dive brakes and the pilots were going to swap in midair so they jump out and they're both free falling with the planes in a vertical dive and they move over to the other plane and get in and fly it away was that the intended stunt yes yeah pilot a ends up in plane b and vice versa correct yeah i understand half of that happened so at some point, both airplanes were completely unpiloted in vertical dives while their pilots were free-falling amongst them. Yes. So I saw some of the videos of their practice for that when they had pilots who stayed with the airplanes. And I was just shocked by how close they were willing to get to the propellers during the freefall. It seemed like that would hurt a little bit. Well, I mean, you have to get into the cockpit that's close to the propeller. Well, exactly. So, I'm not judging them for it, but I just, I don't know. Uh, these are probably, you know, real adrenaline junkies, so it's all part of the the. Well, I mean, the if they're in vertical it. dives, I mean, you can shut off the engine, right? It's not doing anything for you at that point. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, hmm, then I'm just point. surprised they didn't shut it off, and maybe that takes away the risk factor. But anyway... Mm. As it turned yeah. out, it didn't work, right? So one of the 182s went into an inverted flat spin, 
when it was unmanned. Yeah. Excuse me, uncrewed. And, <laughs> nice. And uh, so, yeah, that, it made a smoking hole in the ground. Yeah. Now, the other pilot. And did- the, the pilot that intended to get in that one had parachute safely. So yeah. nobody died. They just bent up a Cessna. Yeah. And yeah. one person did make it. Yes. He did okay. make it and landed safely. Okay. So, uh, but I understand the, the they had applied for an FAA waiver or, or some sort of permission to do that, and they were denied, and they went and did it anyways. Uh, now, so. That's where I'm going to jump in. Yes, this, this is my this is my angle here. If the FAA denied it, Hulu was airing this two hours before the jump. You're telling me that if the FAA said, wait a minute, we told them no, but they're doing it anyway, they couldn't have shut that down? Are you telling me that they, I mean, I'm, I'm calling BS on that. I mean, <laughs> maybe they said it's not a good idea, but we maybe don't like the area, but you're telling me that's our FAA, they cannot stop a flight, a stupid stunt, if they are saying it was denied. Uh, I think, from what I've been reading, is that a lot of people complained, kind of like the Trevor Jacobs story, that they... they let a nice plane go to waste. And why did we need to see this stunt? You know, if it had worked, we would not be having this conversation. And the FAA would have sent a private letter saying, really, you guys shouldn't have done that. So next time you want to do something like that, we're going to have a new, you know, guideline or something. I think they're reacting because so many people have publicly complained. People have no idea about the stunt. Because I got to tell you, I watched, I thought, I didn't think it was halfway successful i gave it 75 percent successful because all it was missing was the other plane the guy didn't <laughs> die yeah. see if it was 50 percent successful the plane and the guy would have died right <laughs> see i was doing some math so i was impressed that the guy quickly jumped out of his plane got to the other one now i'm calling questionable actions by the guy who left the blue plane because the other guy left his plane, their identical aircraft, and that plane didn't have any problems. I'm like, did the <laughs> guy to, forget to flip a switch? Did he not no turn on the autopilot? Yeah. Did he push? Did he push something when he jumped out? I'm just saying. Oh yeah, yeah. The other plane didn't have a problem. It it went perfectly. And I'm thinking the other guy who's like looking at the plane, going, "What the hell did you do to my plane? I can't get in my plane, you asshole!" <laughs> <laughs> You know, so going back, I think it was an interesting stunt. I didn't have a problem with it. They, you know, people do these stunts all the time. Gosh, I was thinking the other day, I was watching this guy jump his motorcycle doing like four flips. He must have been, I don't know, 30, 40 feet in the air. That guy could have easily died. I mean, look at Evil Knievel, that poor guy. You know, so this was a, to me, it looked like it was a well-practiced stunt. Obviously, something went wrong when he left the plane. But they were clear of the planes. The other guy came down fine. And I'm still saying the FAA is, I don't want to say lying, but you know what? They, they could have shut it. They could have shut it down. I mean, just like they should. Look, and this is kind of getting morbid. Just like 9-11, we got everybody down on the ground within an hour. You know, those planes were being forced to land. This, this could have been stopped. And I'm trying to figure out why they didn't if they were so, you know, in post-accident. Oh, well, we didn't tell them they could do that. I mean, it was on Hulu for two hours. Somebody's. I don't know. I feel like you're giving the FAA a lot of credit for efficiency and just being able to show up at some airport and park a truck on the runway or something to 
stop this from happening. D- Terry, here's what, oh, look, this is kind of where I'm getting technical. You know how many planes were in the air at the time that stunt was happening in that area? A lot. You're telling me there were no controllers in that area who were given a, hey, by the way, if you see these planes taken off, they uh, they don't have approval? Well, right, but again, what are you going to do to stop them once they're in the air? Well, that's they the decided part. they don't care about the rules. The, but I'm just saying the letter didn't say we gave you a declaration of landing immediately and you didn't do it. Like they didn't send up F-16s. That would have been awesome, <laughs> you know, if they had done something like that. But I'm just saying they didn't say that in the letter. They just said, well, we denied it. How come y'all did it anyway? So that makes me question, well, how good are you guys at paying attention to the airplanes you are denying, you know, access to flight and they're not realizing they've already flown till after the, the flight? Oh. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have any moral issue with that they did. If they want to break up their own airplane, that's fine. As long as it's not some you know, priceless antique. I absolutely agree. I mean, and, Terry, that's exactly what I agree. I'm just saying this this comment from the FAA saying it was denied. I'm saying if it's true, if they did deny it and Red Bull knew, the FAA should have used their hand to stop it immediately because there was so much attention on it. It was It was going on for a long, long time. It didn't. It's not like they just took off and you know in five minutes and did the stunt. They'd been in the air. They had been broadcasting. I was, I'm scratching my head, going. I think the FAA is just knee jerk reaction right now. Uh, okay, maybe. I don't know enough about it to really have an opinion. But I congrats to the guy who jumped out of the plane, and jumped to another one. Uh, that was. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> All right, well, it looks like we're running out of time, so I think we're going to have to jump Fitz, planes ourselves. Terry's running out of time. Yeah, Terry, so. <laughs> yeah, you can go as long as you want. <laughs> no, we've been yapping long enough. People are going to are about to jump out of their cars like those guys jump out of their airplanes <laughs> at this point. Quick, let's send them a letter. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> Maybe that's what Rebels should do. Have two people jump cars, jump Oh, swap my cars God, while they're driving it. Okay, never mind. I won't give him any ideas. Jump <laughs> <laughs> over a shark with water skis. <laughs> That'll get All righty then. Well, uh, let's wrap this up. Uh, guys, thanks for another fun-filled adventure in the RC Roundtable. <laughs> uh, join us next week for, or this week, depending on when you're listening to it, for our live show, our pre Jonal show and join us for also for our Jonal show and our post Jonal show and our post post. You, you get the idea. <laughs> All right. All right. Any last words? Um, no. Thanks everybody for listening. We There's your last words. Ditto. Yeah. All right. Until next time. See you guys later. Please visit our website at rcroundtable.com where you can send us comments and suggestions or listen to our other great podcasts. Where you will also find links to our iTunes and social media sites. Thanks for listening.